ladies, sometimes we just need a little more motivation or some tips and tools to help boost your health and fitness routine, or even where to find the answers from the experts on the most common, embarrassing, or frustrating issues that we deal with in our physical health over 40. And that's why we created the Empowered Over 40 private Facebook group. And this Facebook group is going to give you tips on how to stop your bladder control problem, how to sleep better, what are the best core exercises you should be doing, also how to boost your metabolism over 40. There are so many questions that are answered with our videos and our content inside this private group that is for especially women over 40. So go on over to Facebook and join Empowered Over 40, and we hope to see you there. And sometimes we do giveaways as well, which is a lot of fun. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, and we welcome reviews, and please hit subscribe. So let's get started on this wonderful episode. Welcome, ladies, to the Women's Health Happy Hour podcast. My name is Dr. Dawn Andalone. I am a women's health physical therapist, author, educator, and co-owner of Level 4 PT and Wellness. And this podcast is informative, but lighthearted. And we discuss all things women's health in order for you to lead an active and vibrant lifestyle. So cheers, and let's get started. Hi, ladies. We are back with the Women's Health Happy Hour podcast, and I have a wonderful woman with me. She, I also call her a friend, and I have learned a lot from her. She knows so much about nutrition and women's health, and I secretly just want to ask her all the questions. So I would love to join you with the cheers from us at Women's Health Happy Hour podcast. We're gonna say cheers right now and raise our glasses. So whatever you're drinking out there, if it's wine, cocktail, water, tea, coffee, whatever it is, or you're taking a walk, um, thanks so much for joining us. So Jen Martinson, welcome. And she owns Nutrition Bliss. And let's say cheers. What are you drinking today, Jen? Cheers, cheers. I am so excited to try something really new. My neighbor, my sweet neighbor came by this weekend and had home brewed some limoncello. Ooh. Some lemons. I guess someone brought a bunch of lemons to our house. And I think it's a long, like a three week process where you soak and ferment the lemons and sugar to make a liqueur, basically. So wow. I've been looking for a reason to sip <laughs> on it. So, um, so I just have it over ice and I added a little Pellegrino because it is kind of syrupy and thick. So yeah. I just cut it down with a little Pellegrino and it's really light and refreshing. I'm really enjoying it. It's perfect awesome. for a nice warm afternoon day. That's better than my rosé here. Limoncello homemade sounds better. <laughs> Wish I could take credit, but I cannot. <laughs> well, we'll have to enjoy that in person soon. Yes. So tell everyone a little bit about your story and who you help and um, why you got started in this profession. Yeah, man, I could probably fill more time uh, than we have today with that story. But 
Truly, I mean, I went to school, I went to undergrad for exercise science, but really took a sharp right turn and fell into corporate America out of, out of college. And it wasn't until I had my second son that really changed things for me. So even though I had been involved still peripherally in the health industry, I consulted companies on how to put healthy living programs in place in the work site to improve and encourage employee health and have been doing that for a decade, worked with dietitians, even worked with um, some physical therapists more when they were um, building the program and consulting. But when I then had an issue with my son's health, everything kind of turned upside down and I wasn't really getting support from my pediatrician and she really kind of dismissed some of my concerns and it really which I'm thankful for now looking back, because if she was more supportive, it wouldn't lit the fire under me that it did. And mm -hmm. so it's I all for a reason. <laughs> yeah. And so um, it completely changed my life, but I went and started researching things to try to understand what was going on with my son and how I could support him. And I started taking classes really just on my own to better understand him and who would be the best, you know, resources to go to because I wasn't finding them really at the time. And so it became this passion project for my son that really turned into affecting my own health and my own life in such an obvious way that I couldn't ignore it. And I had this kind of like come to realization moment when I was traveling for my job. My husband was traveling for his job. I had two young kids at the time. And I realized, what am I doing? Why am I still like knowing I have this passion and living this other life that really isn't catering? It, it really isn't what I want. And so the, it was this big epiphany that happened to me. It, that was, you know, six and a half, six years ago now at this point. And so uh, really took me down this path to pursuing not only functional nutrition, which is the space of you know, understanding it complements functional medicine of understanding the root causes of dysfunction in the body. So understanding your symptoms are, are giving you clues, but what is truly happening in the body system and where is the imbalance and treating it at the root cause. So really you're not only suppressing, like you're not just sleeping better, let's say not sleeping well is your symptom, uh, not taking a pill or something, not just help you sleep better, but understand the root cause of what's going on and using food and lifestyle to heal that. Um, so it's been really a great journey for me because I've applied it all in my own life and really is what led me to the practice of starting Nutrition Bliss because I just knew I couldn't be the only woman out there who was struggling and realizing, or actually truly at the time, I didn't even know I was struggling. I thought it was normal to not sleep well, be stressed out all the time, be running in a million different directions not really feel like I'm consciously present in any part of my life. I was just reacting to whatever was going on in front of me. I uh, was getting sick all of the time, had acne. There was a host of things that were going on, but I thought they were normal, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't until I started doing these different practices because my son, I was nursing him at the time. So I was the food source. So I had to make these changes for myself to help my son. And then I noticed how many changes it was making within my own life. So really just became this passion of helping women specifically, because I think so much of the information out there 
either really is packaged, I think, in kind of a confusing or even sometimes harmful way uh, for women. And then I feel like women's health specifically isn't always given that voice and that platform mm -hmm. for support. So that's why I wanted to work with them specifically. It's something obviously important to me and I'm excited to share it with others. Yeah. And it's like, I fall under your perfect client. So do you have a story of someone in their maybe late thirties, early forties, when things are shifting and changing, and we're not necessarily saying going through menopause yet, but what have you found some of the women that have come to you recently are complaining of, or, um, want to get your help for? Yeah, um, really what's interesting and exciting about my job, what I love about it is even if two clients come to you for the same thing, it's not always the same root causes of, of what's going on for them. And I would say most women are coming to me because they're having trouble sleeping. A lot of them are having bloating issues. A lot of them have some form of hormonal imbalance or they're experiencing weight gain or they're experiencing all of the above. So that's really what I feel like gets someone to come through my door. And I, the number of times I've also, and I say that a little bit hypothetically, because right now I've been seeing clients virtually for the past year. So I'm still <laughs> seeing them on the screen um, for right now, but uh, those seem to be the top four that get somebody to say, I've had enough. And, and with that, I'll also say almost all clients say to me, um, I've tried everything else and I've had it. So now I'm coming to you. I feel like I'm just the last stop on the train, which is usually how people find me. I think it's just because functional nutrition isn't really this well-known aspect of healing that most people think about going to. Um, and so one of my most recent clients, she is in her late thirties, um, but she really was coming to focus. She had a whole host of things going on. And, and I think she's a great example because her really, why she came to me was because of infertility. She was wanting to get pregnant. Um, but the story that is the same of so many other women's I, women I see is that you have that burning issue. It could be weight gain or hormonal imbalance, but she had fatigue. She wasn't sleeping well through the night, did not feel rested when she woke up in the morning. Um, she had gained weight, even though she was exercising a lot and hadn't really changed anything that she was eating, hadn't had very irregular periods, hadn't been ovulating and just felt off and had felt off since her twenties. And it just had progressively gotten worse and accumulated over time. And so this story is something I've heard kind of Sometimes there is a defining event where a woman really will know, I know this is when it happened. Um, but a lot of times it's this story of something was kind of off and it just kept building. She was on birth control pills for over a decade. So didn't really know what was going on with her period or her cycle to know if things were normal or not normal. So it was kind of masking the symptoms. It at the time felt like she was really uh, helping herself, but truly she was just kind of passing the problem off down the road. And so when working with a client that has kind of this accumulation of symptoms over time, I really like to use the analogy of we're all kind of like a ball of yarn that every year, every habit, everything has kind of wound us in a new way. And so when you start using kind of these diet or um, lifestyle strategies. You're just unwinding what has been built over time. So it can 
um, to some frustration. It doesn't, ha- it's not like taking a pill. It doesn't happen the next day, but it can, you can discern to notice changes in as quick as a week or two weeks or definitely a month. So in this client's category, we are uh, example, we didn't start with um, how can we shift your hormones right away? Mm. It was really learning She was eating healthfully, but a lot of what she was eating because she was busy and worked a full-time job, a majority of her meal and calories happened late at night once her husband came home from work, which um, I think is normal. Almost also, I must say, almost all clients say to me when I start working with them, I eat really healthy, but I don't know what's (laughs) going on. Mm -hmm. And and that's true. Uh, Most people, I don't have clients coming to me that are eating nothing but candy and and, um, donuts and garbage, they really generally do eat what we would term a quote unquote healthy meal. Um, So in this example, she was eating a majority of her food for the whole day at night or later at night and then wouldn't sleep very well, would wake up really groggy in the morning and would have this blood sugar imbalance all day that would also then in turn mess up her hormones. So you wouldn't Mm -hmm. necessarily think me eating a large meal at dinner is what's causing hormone imbalance. Um, But I think it's just a good example of how just these small incremental changes or changing the habit or the routine or adding things. um, I don't always like taking away, uh, especially initially, because that is like a safety blanket. We have these habits. We don't want to let go of them. So it's really thinking about them in a new way. Um, and adding certain healthy living habits along the way to get our body what it needs so it can be working in our favor and and not having these symptoms that we don't want showing up. And so um, that that really is kind of a common theme with almost all clients I work with is just understanding where are those imbalances, where are those kind of low-hanging fruit where we can start with that will make the biggest impact and then fine-tune thing as fine-tune things as we continue to work together. Yeah. And it is not just about calories in and calories out what we learned when we were younger, but how can you tweak things in order to make them work for your body the best way too? And so I know if people are restricting calories too, that can make an impact and affect their hormones. Or like you said, um, if she's on low blood sugar during the day too, what's that going to do to your metabolism? And, and is that really healthy for her? Yeah, I think everything we learned, I was a child in the 80s, um, and I'm sure some of our the listeners today were too, and I think so many of the messages I remember I first learned, and then therefore my clients also, it was that if you want to lose weight, you need to eat less and exercise more, <laughs> and then when that doesn't work, they think, what, what is going on? I'm eating healthy. I'm not eating too many calories, and so um, that that formula has really kind of informed some really negative habits that we've, we've accumulated just for the best of intentions, because that's what we learned and heard. And they just really wreak havoc, like you said, on your hormones, on your blood sugar, and then also on your stress response, which is probably one of the biggest things I've seen over the course of the past year um, is how the role that stress is playing. I mean, it's always played a role, but I feel like even more so in the last year and how that impacts our hormones and everything and our sleep behaviors as well. I mean, it's all so interconnected. And so that's really 
what I work with in clients, when you're looking at the root cause, it's understanding where are those commonalities and where are, where is one side pulling too hard and can we let go and give to another side so we can have things be a bit more balanced in the system. Well, why do you think that starts? Yeah. Why do you think um, that starts happening in the late thirties or early forties too? Is it just like an accumulation of habits that you've created over the years and your body's not responding the same way? Or why do you think that happens? Yeah, I think it's a combination of things. So obviously body systems begin to evolve and change as we get older. Um, but still in our thirties and forties is not older. Um, that it's not old really. And I think, um, so many women, when they're going to the doctor, I'll even hear examples of women going to their doctor in their, um, early thirties saying they're having fatigue or they're tired or things don't feel the same of gaining weight. And so often I feel like women are dismissed and told, oh, it's because you're a mother. Oh, it's because you're aging. Oh, it's because, you know, something really that makes you feel like this is just going to be your new normal as a woman in your thirties, which is mind blowing to me. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Right. And so, um, so I think a lot of it is accumulation over time. Um, a lot of it is also our gut health and we maybe didn't eat the healthiest as children or as a society, we don't always eat the healthiest, um, the exposure to different um, products, cleaning products, and even food pesticides over time can degrade the health of our gut. So a lot of it has to do with digestive health. And then parallel to it, a lot of it has to do with detoxification. And as we're exposed to all of these things over time, your body can only take out so much trash every night. Um, and how we're sleeping only allows our body to take out so much trash every night. And so those are kind of the two kind of public enemy, number one and number two, that I say I think have an underlying cause in, in really nearly every health condition you can think of. Um, and that both of those things just accumulate over time. And, and at a certain point, your body says, I can't hold on to this trash dump anymore. I need some help so I can, um, get some of this stuff moving through. And by no means, when I say that, I'm not saying I'm advocating for those cleanses that are really extreme in short periods of time. There's so many things you can do with actually getting your body, the nutrition it needs, giving yourself a break by, removing some of the toxins that come in um, day after day where you're allowing your body the opportunity to do the things that it needs to do. So that's why I feel like particularly in our thirties and our forties, our body have just gotten, our glass can only get so full before it needs some help with emptying. And I think our body is really good at keeping our balance as long as it can until it finally says, okay, I'm either missing some nutrients or I'm taking in too many toxins. And I just need your help, um, in figuring out a solution, which is why I'm giving, I'm showing these symptoms to let you know there's an imbalance and something we need to focus on. Yeah. And even though these, um, complaints come up or women are coming to you and they're in that age bracket, just knowing they can learn some new tools and, and things to think about differently in their fifties and sixties and beyond too, because we get lots of women that listen to this that are definitely over the age of 40 or 50, but you're, you have to switch your mindset and shift and think about your body and your health a little bit differently because your body is responding differently. You can't act like you did in your twenties. And I just did an episode on this with fitness that you can't just 
go do cardio all the time and think that you're going to lose weight that way. You've got to integrate some strength training and circuit training and other things too. So it's thinking about your diet differently, your habits differently. Um, with that client that you were talking about, did you change and, and tweak where, what time of day she was eating or how did, how did you change her routine and what did she feel like after? There were definitely a whole host of things that was just where we started. And so really, rather than massively changing her diet, we really changed um, shifting we helped with her sleep hygiene so she would sleep more soundly through the night, um, restarting her circadian rhythm by going for a walk in the morning to get her body up and awake and actually eating a proper breakfast before she started the workday. So we did uh, rebalance or kind of reorganize what she was already eating um, throughout the day, added some additional nutrients into it, um, into her diet but a lot of it was also stress related. Um, she really felt a lot of pressure during the workday to show up and be there for her coworkers and was really kind of ignoring her own body cues in exchange for being present and being at work and being alert. And so really finding space in the time for, of the day for her using some relaxation and stress reduction exercises during the day to calm her nervous system and her, her um, her sympathetic nervous system response to really allow herself to be in the present moment and not always feel like, I mean, she was always kind of on, she was really a doer, a goer and a getter. And because of that, when your, your um, nervous system is always turned on in that way, it actually takes resources away from the sex hormones that she really wanted to flourish. Um, so it really was, I mean, is this kind of unique approach that is specific to each woman to understanding what are your own habits you've accumulated over time and how can we begin to unwind again that ball of yarn so things are working better within your personal um, health and and so everything is coming back into more balance um, but I do think you brought up an interesting point I had another client that I worked with recently that really felt like she was having so many different, food sensitivities, especially post-menopause. And there are so many things that change and evolve. And I think like you're saying with the exercise, viewing it as an opportunity of what else can I explore to support my body in this period of life? Mm -hmm. I think the same thing is going on with nutrition. Yeah. And um, for this client example, she was feeling really limited and was angry and frustrated that she couldn't eat the things that she saw other people eat or that she used to enjoy. And it was really this source of frustration and anger at her own body um, and would almost sometimes want to retaliate against that and say, I'm done with this. I'm just going to do it. And sure, I'll feel like garbage and became kind of this cycle. Whereas kind of just learning and seeing the benefits that come with a different stage of life and just viewing it kind of from a different lens of this is now what my body is calling for. And this is kind of the new season that I'm in. What foods can I use to support it? So as, as soon as we started kind of taking that approach and um, for her, she did have a histamine intolerance where we could probably do a whole other segment on that. Um, but it was really for her understanding um, her histamine load, what foods would, would support her, and then started feeling so great that when she would, you know, over Easter, she said she had, you know, she had her kids around, she was with family, um, so didn't eat exactly perfectly. But 
didn't feel great, but instead of feeling deprived or angry at the time, she said, you know, now I know why I don't choose that anymore because I know I feel better when I choose um, this way of eating or, or my standard routine. And so it's really evolving the mindset, I think almost always is just as important, if not more important than the actual things. Um, because if you're feeling deprived, no one's going to want to do that. And you're going to be angry about it. So really, um, depending on your phase of life, whether you're working on fertility or you're working on, you know, histamine intolerance, um, a lot of the same things apply and just really starting to shift and understand, how these different things support your body and kind of instead of viewing it as something that takes away something that is benefiting you. Yeah. yeah that's the only way you're really going to change a lifestyle. It's not just a diet, but how you have to think about it differently. And it all starts with what's going on in your head and how you're analyzing it too, and not feeling deprived. And I think even in just in wellness culture, it is so discussed what we should avoid. And even if you look at dietary theories of vegans versus paleo versus keto, I mean, they really are always talking about what they're removing. Mm -hmm. I, I think this, uh, taking away mentality has almost been kind of like this badge of honor. We felt like I'm so tough. I can take, remove this from my diet or do this extreme cleanse or whatever. I, I really like taking the complete opposite <laughs> approach of that. Um, you know, what you're adding and how are you supporting? Cause I think that is better for the long term rather than maybe these short fixes that maybe feel like a badge of honor at the time, but really aren't serving you for the long haul. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, love it. Well, what do you, what do you think when women, I know it's different for every person, but what do you find a lot of women are missing from their diet? Is it usually not a protein or it's adding in more greens or you have to supplement with things? Is there like a common theme that you see a lot of? What I see more than like a dietary pattern, um, I would say what I see the most, if there was kind of one area that I think a majority of my clients want a little extra support. So I don't love always using supplements. I view them more as a bridge, right? To get mm -hmm. you from point A to hopefully something you're getting naturally through your diet. But if you can't, um, something helping you get to the other side. And I would say magnesium or the combination of calcium and magnesium. Um, because magnesium is used at a higher rate when we are under periods of stress and it really is hard to get enough naturally through your diet. And so if someone is having eye twitches or leg twitches or even bad period cramps, um, those can all be signs that you're deficient in magnesium. Um, and then calcium also, I know myself included, I don't have a lot of dairy in my diet every day. And as we get older, especially as we're approaching perimenopause or especially menopause, um, having a high enough amount of calcium in your diet is also really important. And the two nutrients actually go hand in hand and they're not usually in a multivitamin because they're, they're larger molecules and you can't fit them into a one a day. So calcium and magnesium are probably the two nutrients that I see that I think women need support in more often than not. And magnesium is also something that I use with clients, even if they're using, if they're constipated or if they're anxious and having a hard time falling asleep, magnesium can really be supportive for, to addressing constipation and ease and falling asleep. So it really is a very safe nutrient, um, to add into a routine. So it, it can be done, um, 
relatively easily. So that's one thing that I see definitely um, in a majority of women that I think can be supportive because I think stress is so prevalent for so many of us and having a hard time sleeping or falling asleep is something that really comes up, especially 40s and 50s and beyond um, is a, a common theme with so many clients. Is it mag- magnesium citrate or I see different ones? Um, um, citrate and glycinate are the two that I work with the yeah. most. Yeah. Um, so magnesium citrate, if I have a client who is constipated and constipated is really defined, if you're not going, uh, having a bowel movement every day, um, or if you're even waiting until later in the day, ideally you should be having a bowel movement every morning. If you're going every other day or every two days, um, I would recommend the citrate because that can help. Uh, get things moving. If you are already regular, then magnesium glycinate is what I would recommend. And then with um, calcium, is it, you need the vitamin D with it as well? Or what are your thoughts on that? There's so many different packages or, or supplement options. You can take a calcium and magnesium. You could take calcium standalone, or you could just be, you know, consuming yogurt on a daily basis. Yogurt is usually more easily digested, even by someone who maybe has some lactose intolerance or some issues with dairy. Usually uh, yogurts work well because they are fermented and they are easier to digest. But if dairy is not your thing and <laughs> your body doesn't agree with it, if someone falls into that category, they know it. Um, there's other foods that you can eat. I mean, sardines and salmon. I, I Sardines, sometimes I hesitate mentioning because some women don't love it, but I've had other, <laughs> I had a client I recommended she's like, and she said, wow, really? I love sardines. And so I thought, great. That's something it. that would be on my list for the grocery store. <laughs> Um, but I mean, but some people love them. Yeah. I don't even know if I've um, ever tried it. Uh, they're just really fatty. And so I think also someone who likes kind of more satiating or fatty texture, um, but kale, broccoli, turnip greens. I mean, I, I think going back, you said, um, something that I think women are missing. If there was one thing I could say, it's more greens in the diet daily even if it is throwing the greens in your smoothie, even if it is sauteing up some kale or turnip greens to go along with your meal. Um, when you saute greens, the great thing is it takes, you know, two cups, all of a sudden becomes like a fourth of a cup. It becomes a lot more doable. Um, when you're sauteing greens, um, filled with calcium, chia seeds, you can throw those into a smoothie or add them to a yogurt bowl with some granola. Um, there's so many different options. So all of those foods, it's not just dairy that has calcium in it. So you can get it through your diet. You just need to make an effort to make sure it's getting in there if you're not having dairy. Awesome. And I should mention too, because we've talked about this before that you will look at people's lab results or, um, that way you can make it fit exactly for them and what they need. It's not just a general approach, but it's very individualized by looking and seeing what they're actually missing. Yes, absolutely. A combination of labs and then just hearing from the client themselves and, and doing mm-hmm. an evaluation that way. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Well, anything else you would recommend for sleeping better? Because that's something that we hear too, when people are dealing with an injury, we try to help them with the physical problem, but there can be other things that might help them sleep. So magnesium being one of them, um, and getting their nervous system to downregulate a little bit, helping their stress. 
Do you have anything else that you might recommend for sleep? Yeah, I actually just did a workshop on this. And so I, this could be again, a whole other conversation on its own. Um, but just bullet points, regulating blood sugar during the day, um, Mm. limiting caffeine to the mornings, ideally, especially if you're a slow detoxifier, I'm one of them. So I know that's my problem. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Regulating the nervous system is something that um, I really focus on with my clients because it's something that was a a big deal to my own healing journey. And so there's so many things that go into it, especially if you're used to being a high energy, high performing, high stress kind of person, that becomes your normal. And so regulating feels like you're slowing down and painful. Um, uh, But just having a good routine, going to bed at the same time every night, Um, magnesium helps. There's also melatonin um, or there's this product Lavella, which is taking lavender essential oil um, that you can take to support um, falling asleep, especially if you're someone who has kind of a high level of anxiety. And so, but I would always recommend if those are something you're interested in working with somebody to make sure you're making the right choice, something like melatonin, they have some like three milligram options out there that is just way a very high dose. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think working with somebody to really understand, making sure you're making the right choices um, because like with the client example of eating the food before the evening, there's so many things within our daily habit that can impact our sleep at night. Um, So if this is really something that's going on for somebody, um, sometimes seeking help can really be supportive as well. Get an outside pair of eyes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Love it. Well, what about yourself? What are things you being a nutritionist, like people look up to you and look for advice, but what are things that are, um, you have to do every week or every day that is definitely keeps you on track. And if you don't, you just don't feel like yourself. Yeah. Um, I would like to say I'm perfect in every way and have it all figured out. <laughs> we all are, right? Uh, yes. Right? Um, I know I know better than what I do sometimes. Um, I will say, admittedly, um, quarantine and COVID life was hard for me. I fell out a, of a lot of my routines and a lot of my structures. So the reason I'm saying that is for listeners out there who feel like they're in the same boat, you're not alone, even people who do this professionally. Um, yes. It's a struggle. A <laughs> um, it, so it was really interesting because my schedule changed so much. Um, the two things that keep me grounded the most is starting every morning with lemon water without fail. Um, I know that seems like such a silly and simple thing, but it's something that I'm doing for myself that I'm conscious of every morning that regardless of what my schedule is or when the kids wake up, I'm taking that time for me, starting my day hydrated. It helps with your stomach acid production. Um, And it's something so simple that I know I will never fail myself. Um, So for me, that was a big one. Um, Another one is making sure I get outside daily and go for a walk. I need that time. Um, It regenerates me and resets me. It could be sometimes working out back in the yard. It's walking uh, at least for 20 minutes outside daily. Um, Those are kind of my two go-tos. And I know that should be nutrition related, but doing those two things helps me make better choices throughout the day. And they are pretty easy. There is not a day that I could ever have an excuse that I can't walk for 20 minutes or have a lemon water. And so they're just kind of my grounding habits that Mm -hmm. I have part of my day. And um, I guess if I had to add a third, again, it's not nutrition related, but um, belly breathing slowing down my breath to be in the present moment also has really helped uh, my stress response. So those are my three, my three. Love it. 
I always hear something different from people and I have to go back to the lemon water. I was doing that for a while too. That's a great reminder. It's, it, it's good for your liver. Yes. And just like you said, if you make those two simple choices every day, then it makes everything else a little bit easier. Cause you're like, Hey, I did it. I checked those off the list. <laughs> and I read this in a book recently and it really sat with me for me. It was that I took this time and I'm doing this for me and just reminding mm-hmm. myself of that. Cause sometimes it would just be a to do that. I would just get sloughed in with everything else. Um, so really being present and noticing and making this choice for me, that was a big shift and mm-hmm. uh, really helped me and having it be small also helped me stay, you know, stay the course with it. So yes, yeah. staying committed. Well, I know we're going to chat more after this, but I love the fact that we got to share your knowledge and your info with our audience. So thank you for being my guest. What, uh, where can people find you if they want to ask you more questions or sign up to work with you? Oh, absolutely. So my website is nutrition bliss, one word, nutritionbliss.com, or they can also find me on Instagram. It's nutrition underscore bliss underscore. Uh, and then I also have a Facebook page and all of those different ways have links back to my website. If you want to schedule a get to know you session, which is just a free time to chat, to talk to me a little bit more about what you're looking for and find a little bit more about my process and how I work with clients to see if it's a fit there. It's super easy. There's a link directly on my website where you can see my calendar and book a time and get it scheduled. And even better, you work virtually so you can be able to be out of the San Diego area and actually meet with you as well. That's absolutely true. Although I am missing seeing people in person. I'm hoping to return to be back in the office um, at least one day a week starting the summer, but absolutely the virtual sessions will never go away. I, I, I love working with uh, women all over the country. So that will always be a part of my delivery. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Jen. You're a great guest and cheers. Cheers. Glad we could do this on a Thank Tuesday you. afternoon and I hope everyone learned something leave a review, let us know how you liked it and what you learned. So we will be back next week. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Cheers. If you are a woman over 40, I can so sympathize with you. So even because I'm in healthcare, I'm not immune to having these chronic little aches and pains that have popped up since I've hit my 40s. If you're in your 40s, 50s, or 60s, and maybe you're waking up with this stiff and achy neck or newfound back pain when you're sitting in a chair for too long, or maybe even you try to go and exercise, but your knee is bothering you. We hear this all the time, and that's why my husband, Oscar, and I wrote Thrive, Not Survive, Over 40. And this book is the ultimate guide to become more active and mobile, free from painkillers and surgeries, so you can get the most enjoyment out of life. And this product is the last 17 years, really, of our experience working with clients and helping them avoid any unnecessary surgeries or any invasive treatments. And it teaches you the mistakes to avoid when it comes to your health, so you can really live a life being more enjoyable and active and do the things that you love. So you can find this book, Thrive Not Survive Over 40, over on our website. It's on our homepage, level 
level4pt.com. That's level4pt.com. Or you can visit Amazon and purchase it there. Thrive Not Survive Over 40. I hope you enjoy it. And it also makes a great gift for someone else you love in their 40s, 50s, or 60s. The information given on this podcast is not intended to apply to every individual's potential injury. It is impossible to give 100% complete accurate diagnosis and prognosis without a thorough physical examination. The information provided is not meant as a substitute for your own professional advice from a healthcare provider or other medical professional. Under no circumstances will Level 4 Physical Therapy and Performance Incorporated or any of our other professionals be liable for any damage caused by reliance on the information that we make available on this podcast.